If you've seen Roast Battle on Comedy Central and thought those comedians were too mean or took a joke too far, you ain't heard nothing yet. All right, now join Brian Moses and DJ Coach T for Roast Battle, the podcast, as they bring you weekly shows and interviews from the world-famous comedy store in Hollywood, all right? Now, listen to Roast Battle for the most divisive jokes and healing interviews every Thursday in your podcast feed. Subscribe now and leave a joke of your own when you rate and review. All right, so do that now and shout to Roast Battle. This week's episode of the Casey Crew is also brought to you by Selfish Babe. Now, Selfish Babe is the free self-love app for women that will remind you how amazing you are on the daily. This app sends you one affirmation and one love-related quote a day. Now, the Selfish Babe app has its own podcast, private Facebook community, blog, motivational videos, and more to remind you more to be selfish and authentic with your self-love. We can all use a little bit of positivity. So could you imagine some uh, affirmation today talking about you sexy, fine thing, you? I mean, you should be doing that. But if I didn't have a you in my life to do that, then Selfish Babe would be the answer, no? Okay. Well, download Selfish Babe today by going to bit.ly slash selfish dash babe dash Casey dash crew dash podcast or find it for free in the Google Play and Apple Store. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram at Selfish Babes with an S. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Yes, welcome, guys. Now, uh, I want to let y'all know about my car show. Of course you do. All right, it's November 3rd. Hopefully you got your (laughs) tickets. It's going to be a great day. Jumpies for the kids, face painting. All types of fun things. So if you want a, a safe environment to come and hang with the family and see some cool cars, definitely get your tickets at eventbrite.com and hopefully we get to see you guys there, right? And also, I know a lot of people ask us about our real estate and how we invest in real estate. You know, we do these seminars. So if you want more information, you could follow my Instagram or follow Gear's Instagram and hopefully I get to see you at one of those se- seminars to see how you can, you know, get your real estate thing on, all right? <laughs> now let's start this show. Now, what you want to talk about? I want to talk about the snippets that I heard on The Breakfast Club regarding Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and how they began their relationship. Okay. I was listening to The Breakfast Club one day, um, what was it, a few days ago, maybe Uh two days ago, Uh and I was taking the kids to school and I caught that snippet and I was intrigued by a certain part of it Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get your thoughts on it and I think that um, it's good food for thought for all of our listeners. Okay, okay, all right. Well, if you don't know, Jada Pinkett and her daughter and her mother have a podcast, they call it The Red Table. Uh, They do it on Facebook and they interview guests or they just talk about life experiences. And this is the one she's talking about. Will Smith actually joined them and he talked about the first time he realized that his first marriage wasn't going to work or wasn't working. And he knew that there was somebody else out there for him. All right. So I have a clip of it for all you guys that didn't hear it. So I'm going to play a clip right fast. Here it is. Some two bit joker. Whatever. (laughs) We had all of these near misses, and every time we saw each other, it was always a beautiful energy. Right. The real time was probably, I think, Dwayne and Tisha Tisha. had a thing at the baked potato. Yep. And we sat down at the baked potato. And talked. And we talked. There was a really unique, beautiful power. Yeah. We just, we had that moment, and we we connected, but I was married, and it was, you know. And we just, that was it. 
We did not have an affair. We did not have an while affair. He was married. Nope, Let's be not clear at all. about that. Not no. at all. It was just that next night, me and Cherie went to dinner. And I sat down with Cherie, and it was one of the most bizarre emotions I ever had after we had that talk. And we were at the Palm. And I remember I had to get up from dinner when I had a, a realization that I wasn't with the person I was supposed to be with. Mm. Mm. But you would have stayed with her forever. Forever. I would have never gotten divorced. Yep. Wow. I went in the bathroom at the Palm, and I broke down in tears. Wow. And I was sitting in a stall in the restaurant, and I was crying uncontrollably and then laughing, like, what the heck is wrong with me? And I was crying and laughing. And it's like I knew Ooh. that was the woman I was supposed to be with, but I was never getting divorced. Right. Yeah. I'm, I don't get divorced. Right. Like all the emotions. All the emotions yeah. at one time. Like I was happy like, that you figured it out. Figured it out. But then. But devastated emotionally. Yeah. And then I had. it would never come to fruition. It would never. It was never going to happen. I just had to get my gangster back together. I got myself together, went back out, sat down with Cherie, and went, started going back on with my life. Yep. Yeah. And, and then she divorced you. And then Cherie. <laughs> Cherie filed for divorce. She hit me hard. Sharif filed for divorce on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was like, ouch, ouch. And I still told her, I said, like, no. Yeah. Wow. You can't have a divorce. And she hit me with the, so you're going to make somebody stay with you who doesn't love you. Mm. And I was like, what? I'm actually not. <laughs> nope, I'm not. And I was like, that was the one yeah. that got me. And... I remember I was like, I'm going to sign the divorce papers. I walked out of there, and I was in the car, and I had Jada's number. I literally walked right out from there. I called Jada. Because you had moved back to Baltimore. I had bought a you house. You bought a house in Baltimore. She was not going to live in Hollywood. She had left the business and oh bought a God. farm in Baltimore. That's amazing. I bought a farm. I said, hey, Jada, what's up? It's Will. She said, hey, how you doing? I said, good. I said, are you seeing anybody? Oh, my God. And she said, uh, no. I said, cool, you're seeing me now. All right. So mm -hmm. wait, so so what do you want to talk about about that? I would like to know, uh -huh. do you think that it's possible that you can realize that you've found your life partner, your future, after one conversation? Kind of like love at first sight, in a sense. In this case, love at first conversation. Um, I think so. Explain. I think so. I um, and, and maybe man, I want to know what kind of wisdom Jada was spitting <laughs> during that conversation. Right? She was spitting some shit. Uh -huh. But you know, it didn't have to be wisdom. It could just been a connection, right? And the reason I say that is, I talk to a lot of different people throughout my years right mm -hmm. just conversations at work conversations in a club conversations at church conversations just i speak to a lot of people and there's not too many people that are, in, are on the same frequency as me what do you mean all right for instance um you can talk to somebody and they, and they can look pretty but they're just not on that same wavelength you can talk to somebody and uh, maybe their sex is great. You know, we talked about this last podcast, and but they're not on that same frequency. You could talk to somebody about work and you could be interested in the same thing, but you're not on that same frequency. No matter what happens between me and you, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. whether we argue, whether we don't speak to each other. You know, we've been through our ups, we've been through our downs. We have always been on the same wavelength, meaning before you say it, I say it. Mm-hmm. Before I say it, you say it. The feeling that you have, I have those feelings. Very rare that we don't necessarily agree on certain things and things that are serious. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we kind of agree because we we kind of are in the same. Like, if I'm mad about something and I tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to be mad. Nine times out of ten, you'd be like, I agree totally. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, earlier today, I was mad about something. Right. And and I always go too far. <laughs> You know, yes. I, I always go too far. I'm the type like a word. I'm the type like Sean too far, Casey. Yes. I'm yes. the type that's like, I right, we're like, I'm the type like if, if I'm just say for an example, let's say Madison had a problem at school. I'm the type to be like, you know what? Nobody's going to school this whole week. That's just me. That's just me going right. too far. That's, right. that's what I do. We're shutting the whole school down. We're shutting the whole school yeah. down. I'm pulling uh-huh. the fire alarm. Nobody's going to school today. Right, right, right. That is just me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you always are like, I agree. I understand. That's that's we shutting the school down. We shutting the school down. <laughs> we're on that we're uh, on that same length, that right. same wavelength. Like even when we talk, or even when we don't talk, if 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 we're not talking or we're not speaking, let's say there's something you know causing a little wave in our relationship, whatever it may be, a little speed bump. Even when we don't talk and we see something, we look at each other because we know because we're looking at the same thing, we're feeling the same thing. That's just how we are. So when we talk, we I had that feeling with you. You had that feeling. Yes. That he's talking about. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny because when we talk about our early years, when we first started talking and first started dating, we were together for about two weeks and you told me that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. Correct. We're going to have two kids and move to Jersey. Right. After we went to college. And... I thought that was kind of incredible. And then you proposed to me with a ring pop. Correct. And it's as though you knew, like you saw our future and you were always idealistic. You had a vision of a house with Uh a white picket fence and kids and a dog and a career. And that's what you always wanted. And then we met and then you put me in that scenario as though you knew. And it's crazy because I knew Right. people always ask me like, when did you know? And after that whole thing with Jonathan, after you kind of asserted yourself similarly to the way that will Uh described him asserting himself at the end of their scenario, basically calling her and saying, are you seeing anybody? She said, no. And he's like, well, you're seeing me now. Right. You kind of asserted yourself in the same way with me. And when you did that and we spent that week talking and dating, like we spent every day after school. Right. When we were in high school, there was not a single day, seven days a week that we did not spend together. True. And I knew that it was you. Like mm-hmm. I knew you were my future. I knew. And I think, you know, I wonder how often people experience something like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's like a thing and most people get to have those feelings or if it's few and far between. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, I think that it's rare. I think that it's, think that it's very very rare so i feel very lucky to have found you and you know for god to have put us 
in each other's lives at the time so that everything could connect the way that it did. Right. Yeah. And and I'm so grateful and not only for finding you, but for your patience. What do you mean? You know, there's so many times people talk about patience and waiting and, and people need to grow. And I agree. And I believe in that. I believe that I found the right person, but I just didn't treat the right person the way I should have treated him at that time. Cause I didn't, we were also very young. We were very young and I and and I didn't know myself. I didn't I didn't know what was going on in the world and I was more into following rappers and what I seen on television than opposed to just being a man myself. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about <laughs> that that wavelength. So back to Will. Yeah, I mean I felt I feel like you can talk to somebody and she really moves you. Really put you in a situation where it's not just about the outside effects. It's more about the soul and, and what that person pulls from your soul. Mm-hmm. And I think with Jada and I think with Will, I think Jada pulled something from Will's soul that he never got, never received. And, you know, it's difficult for somebody who is successful, women or men, you know, because you never know why a person is with you. And I'm sure for women as well, if if they're if you're a, a pretty woman or you're you know, you never know what a man wants out of you. And the same thing with a man. You never know what a female wants out of you. So the fact that she probably gave him something that he's never talked about before, mm-hmm. that he's never experienced. You know, a lot of things that I, I feel like when you start having surface conversations, those are conversations that you have over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But when you have that conversation where it's about something that's deep inside of you that pulls something out of it that you never talk about before, mm-hmm. that's the type of relationship I think that he wanted and he got and even with their relationship now, you know, there's all these rumors that, you know, she cheated on him and he cheated on her and they are uh, they are swingers and they're this and they're that. An open relationship is the rumor. Right. The one right. thing I know about their relationship is that they are happy mm-hmm. or they seem happy. Right. And whatever they do. And that's the thing. Like, and, and I love the fact that they're like, oh, I don't give a fuck what you say about my relationship. We're happy here. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about what Jade is doing. Don't worry about what Will's doing. We are good and they look good. Their kids are, are, are well raised from what I can see. And their family looks great from what I can see. So that's the most important thing it's to like me. It's like they have their formula and it works and for it them. Works or at least it them. seems to work for them. Absolutely. But regarding that conversation, I think that she intrigued him. Mm-hmm. And they probably intrigued each other, mm-hmm. but... The snippet is him speaking about how he felt. So I'll speak more from his perspective. But it seems as though she really intrigued him. But, you know, I don't know that it even had to be the content of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not necessarily what somebody does, but the way they do it. It could have been the way that she spoke, the way that she looked at him, the way she walked away from the table when she went to use the bathroom. It could have just been things about her that intrigued him or that lit a fire under him, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes it's those um, things that we don't really speak of much that could be elements of the secret sauce, Correct. you know, like for instance, with you, I love, okay, I'll give an actual example. We were meeting for lunch one day last week Uh and I got there a little before you. So I was standing outside the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I saw you pull up. Then I saw you get out of your car and then you started walking towards me and the restaurant. Right. And as you were walking to me, I was just thinking like, damn, he's so freaking cute. Uh, Like he's so sexy. I prefer fine, but cute as little younger. Fine, how old are we? Cute is kind of like, 
cute. No, you're freaking cute. You're cute. <laughs> you're cute and you're sexy. Fine. Okay. Like All right. I'm a middle school. Fine. I'm not 62 and a half. Fine. I, oh, he's fine. And I'm not 14. Oh, oh he's he, fine. He's cute. He's a little cutie. He no, little you're cute. cute. You're cute. But when you're, I'm like, damn, he's so cute. Like he's so sexy. Like the way you walk. Mm-hmm. I love the way you present yourself. Like when I see you, I think man. Oh. I'm like, damn, he's such a friggin' man. You know, it's just, and then you come and you give me a hug and you give me a kiss and I'm just like, oh. it's like I melt in that moment. And we've been married for God knows how many years. years. And together, God knows how many years. That was a test. Go 24. Ahead. Okay. Yes. And every time that you walk in my direction or I see you get out of a car or walk out of a building or whatever, I get that feeling every single time. When you call me, every time my phone rings and it says your name, I get a little bit of butterflies or a little like surge of excitement Mm -hmm. that it's you. So there is something special behind that. Right. Something really, really special behind that. Like, you know, a lot of my friends like to travel and go on girls trips. Right. And things like that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm really not the girls trip type of girl because anytime that I'm spending days Mm -hmm. with my friends, Mm -hmm. that means I'm spending days away from my family. Right. And I really rather spend that time with you and my family. So it's strange that it never gets old because right. I have friends that are like, damn, I can't wait for this girl's trip because I can't wait to get away from my husband. Right. Like, I need a break. No, but you know, I need a break. The crazy and I'm thing, like, the last thing that I want is a break. Like, I want no break. It, the crazy thing is I feel the same way, I, you know, which which is part of that connection, because a lot of people don't. A lot of people need the space and need to get away and that I don't. You know, so even with me and you, it's like. They could be seeing the same thing. Maybe Will and Jada are the same way and they feel the same mm-hmm. way about each other. And maybe that was the connection that he received with her that he wasn't getting in his previous marriage. Right. And may, and, and obviously she was thinking the same way because she failed out. You know, she went for divorce. She filed, a, filed for divorce first. Right. But let me just um, speak on what we're not speaking about. What's that? Um, while everything that he said is all well and good and... We've had somewhat of a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are problems in a relationship right. that leave a wedge for another person to kind of come and step in and for you to be open to another person's magic. That's true. Okay. Um, I don't think it's just by happenstance that she happened to file for divorce not too long afterwards. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there might have been problems in their relationship that provided that wedge so that when he sat down with Jada and had this amazing conversation, this incredible exchange, that he was more open to the magic that she possessed. Correct. Do you see what I mean? Whereas maybe if his relationship were solid maybe he wouldn't have been as receptive to it. Maybe he wouldn't have sat across the table and had this long in-depth conversation with somebody else because, for instance, you and I, I couldn't be at a party or at any public function and some guy come over to me and strike up a conversation and we sit down and talk for an hour or more. Right. Because I would feel as though... That were 
a way of being disloyal to you. Okay. You don't, I don't believe that when you're committed to somebody, you give another person that type of exclusive attention. I don't, I don't know if I agree and I'm going to explain that. Rashawn, before you decide whether you agree or not, Mm -hmm. can you imagine just being a fly on a wall? Okay. Mm -hmm. Just imagine it. Me at a party or a business function where there's a lot of people and there's drinks and there's food and there's music and everything. And you're sitting there on the wall, little fly, watching me sit down, laugh, joke, and let's be real, flirt with another man for an hour. Just he and I, would you be happy about that? No, you didn't have to throw in the flirt part. But but, that, but that's being real. Like if I wasn't being real, like, oh, yeah, we could just have a conversation and, you know, exchange ideas and thoughts and opinions and whatnot. But the real is if you're spending an hour sitting across a table with somebody, it's very likely that there's some type of flirtation being exchanged. I don't necessarily agree. All right, for instance, right? Well, before before you tell me what you think, would you be happy about it if you were that fly on the wall? It depends what the conversation was. And, I, and I'm explaining. OK, I've spoke to people for. Long periods of time, I, I've been taking planes with people where I'm sitting to a female next to me. And we have a conversation for an hour and we don't even know we're talking for an hour. It's just the things that we're talking about. Now, for instance, I've had a conversation the other day with a, a woman for about 40 minutes about a closet that me and you are building. <laughs> but you, you, you see but what I'm saying? You have, but here's but the there thing. was no flirting. But if some, not, but hold on, let me finish. But if somebody might have walked by, they'd be like, damn, Envy's talking to this person for a long time. But our real conversation was about me and you building a closet. I've been on a plane. Remember that Remember that time I told you I was on a plane with that lady that we told me? We talked about it on the podcast. I, talked about I was talking to her for probably the flight. Right. But, but if somebody walking by would have been like, oh, he's talking. About. But not knowing we talked about our family and what we do, where we go on vacation. She talked about her family and her husband that, you know. Is, right. But you're, you're saying what I do saying? understand. So what you're not understanding that's coming from me is that I'm not talking about the duration of time exclusively. I'm talking about the context. You were in a you were on a plane. There was somebody that happened to be sitting next to you and you engaged in a conversation. Great. You met somebody the other day whose husband is a builder and you guys got to talking about a closet. Fantastic. No problems there. But if you're at a party, if you're at a social engagement and someone seeks your attention, makes it their business to come over to you and start talking to you and you're talking about life. Or things that are going on with you, etc. And you engage them for a long period of time. Nine times out of ten, they came over to you for a reason, and you entertain them for a reason. I don't. I see. I don't. I, I well, usually I agree. But I, for instance, you were at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. The owner of the restaurant was kicking it to you. Oh, I was at a party, and the owner of the restaurant. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you talked to him for a while because it was entertaining. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Actually, when you came home, I thought it was funny because you told me all about it. But his intention was to kick it to you. Right. And the whole time I talked about you and the kids so that it was very, very clear. Right. But he owned the restaurant and I was there at a party. So 
I didn't want to be rude, but I made it my business that the content of the conversation was about my husband. Right. Whereas I'm talking about this hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. If I'm at a party and I'm talking about life and exchanging ideas and opinions and whatnot with a stranger that comes over and seeks my attention for a very clear reason, I think that if I indulge that, it would be disloyal to you. But you don't think, I wouldn't do that. You don't think somebody can have a conversation, uh, maybe having a conversation. All right, let's say say the, the person I was talking about the closets with, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I was talking about the closets, right? Talking about building your closet and she's talking about a closet. And then after I'm like, she's really a great person. That could have happened in that situation there. I don't understand what you're asking me, though. Meaning it could have went one way. Like, it could have just been talking about regular life. No flirting, nothing. Just talking about life. Mm-hmm. And then after realizing, oh, maybe I feel for this person. Or I really like this person. She was that cool. I got a great vibe from her. That could have been a situation as well. Not that. Are you saying with Will and Jada? Yeah. No, because remember, they had a bunch of near misses prior to that. So he was already interested in her. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so that's yeah, not yeah. their situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But regarding the hypothetical situation that we're talking about, I believe that the real is like, for instance, let's say I'm at a bar, I'm at a club and I see somebody that I think is attractive okay. and I'm single and I find a way to strike up a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that not just because... I picked the random person out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's because there's something about him that drew me to him. Right. And if it happened in the opposite way, it would be because he found something about me that drew him to me. Right. And to sit there and indulge that for me is a way of being disloyal. Is it cheating? No. But something doesn't have to be on the level of cheating for me to feel as though it's being disloyal. You are my husband. You are my man. And no matter what, I'm always going to look at you with the utmost respect. And I'm never going to give another guy the impression that he has a chance with me or that I might like him or that something sneaky is going on. And we're, you know, engaging in something that isn't 100 percent above board. Right. That's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. Can you have a conversation with somebody and there be nothing to it? Of course. You know, can you be in a situation where, you know, Words get exchanged and, you know, something gets drummed up and it's completely cool, of course. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if someone seeks out that conversation or seeks out your attention and there's like subliminal flirting and whatnot going on, that's not cool. So you, so you think that they had feel that, like look at look at the result of the conversation. He right. left the conversation thinking like, wow. So you think that there was already problems in that relationship and that marriage, which opened up the door for him to go a little further than he should have. Oh, I don't know that he went a little further than he should have. No, 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 no. I'm not accused. I don't know what happened in that relationship. No, I'm not saying, saying, no, I'm not I saying don't know as if far he as cheating, no, I'm just no, as far no, as no. conversation. I just think that it may, first of all, I don't know. I'm not saying that I think that, I'm saying that that's food for thought, mm-hmm. that that may have been what happened because it gives way. The, uh-huh. If there was a problem, it would give way for you to be more, receptive or accepting of what somebody else is putting out there. So I'm saying that there might've been a little gap where he paid more attention or he might've been more intrigued by her because he might've had a problem at home. So you do think that that love at first sight or love at first conversation is possible. 
I definitely so that's do. That's what we're talking about. I I definitely do. I definitely do. And that's, you know, that's why like, I, I would never, I, I would never sit there and engage in a conversation with somebody. I would never want to make, not, I'm not saying a conversation. I'm talking about sitting down, uh-huh. you know, face to face, you know, sipping on a drink, laughing and giggling and, you know, exchanging that magic that people exchange when they're attracted to one another. I wouldn't do that because things like that can happen. I, I, you never I, want to give somebody the wrong impression. I never want somebody to walk away thinking like, yeah, Rashawn or Envy's girl is into me. Right. Or I, like she has eyes for me or I, I she's agree. checking for me. I like, agree. no, you, you're not going to feel that way. I agree. You're not going to walk away feeling that way. So that's how I feel. Okay. I, I mean, I, I feel like the love at first sight can happen and it seems like it happened in that situation. I think so. Okay. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Ritual. Ritual is the only vitamin you need. Fill in the gaps in your diet with the best ingredients. Yes. When we do as much running around as we do, I take a Ritual and it gives me a lot of extra energy that I find that I need. So that's right. It's a winner. Ritual's essential for women as vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. It's made in the USA without synthetic fillers or colorants. Now, 95% of women do not get their vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most. Now go to ritual.com slash KC crew to sign up and learn more. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now and ritual.com slash the KC crew. And ritual gives you that energy you need in bed too. Man, get out of here. Now let me ask you a question. Now this is not part of it, but I seen it yesterday on Instagram and it just made me think about it. Do you think FaceTiming somebody is a form of cheating? What? I'm going to ask you. <laughs> what are you talking Okay, so there has to be a lot more to that question. All right. Now, I'm going to play, I'm going I'm to I'm show you a skit that I thought was was funny, but I thought it was, when I, after I thought about it, I was like, hmm, I kind of feel this way. <laughs> now, now, shout to Mr. Com- Commodore. Mr. Commodore is, um, he does these skits, look. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this skit for gear. Read this shit now out loud. Now. Ladies. Stop FaceTiming me. Stop FaceTiming us. That's our phone. Stop FaceTiming us. You doing good. Keep reading, my nigga. Number one is fa- FaceTime is a form a form of cheating. Factory. Keep fucking reading, my nigga. I'm reading it. Yeah. I should I should not be looking at no other woman in her face <laughs> while talking. At all. From now on, if y'all want to speak to me, just Wait till y'all see me in the street. What happened? I just said in the street. I so so why you keep looking at me rest? like that? Just read. Next bitch who FaceTime is on site. Factory. She gonna pull up. The fuck you mean she? We. We gonna pull up. We gonna pull up. And we gonna jump factory. Shit is not a fucking up. game out here. Thank you, baby. That's why now. I love you. I love Ew. you too. See? All right. Now I feel better. See, I don't have to fucking blow your fucking head off. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm pulling all this right. away. I'm sorry that you guys had to be bombarded with but all that I kinda, foul language. I kind of feel that way. Wait, what do you feel? If I come That didn't ho- make me feel anything. What, do you, tell you, <laughs> what are you talking about? If I come home and I see you FaceTiming a dude. I can, you wouldn't even 
let me talk to a dude, which is why I you know. was telling all types of lies about I could be sitting across the table from somebody at a party and you not no, be, no, you, you've be mad it. if you were flying the wall. I couldn't even be on the phone no, with no, no, a dude, you've done it before. even if I told you he was my friend. No, you've done it before. You are with, sitting here faking no, jacks. No, that's not the truth. I, if we go Homie. out, no, if we go out and we're sitting at a table, you'll start talking to people about everything to the point where I'll be like, I, how many times have I kicked you and be like, babe, we got to go. <laughs> Because you just start talking and like Gia's like, she's like a, a, she's good with conversations, right? So she likes to know the start of a conversation. She'd be like, so, you know, where are you from? No, where were <laughs> you born? everything. Oh, Brookdale Hospital? What happened after you left Brookdale? <laughs> Stop they brought it. you You're home? too much. Like you like to learn. you like, too far. So you go far with it. So so my whole thing is. I'm a good listener. Uh, you are. You, you, you're, yes. you like to have good conversations. But. I do like if you came home and if I came home and seeing you FaceTiming a, d- a dude, I would kind of I'd be like, what the fuck the fuck are you FaceTiming? All right, perfect example. Imagine you come home, right? And mm-hmm. you see me FaceTiming and you look and you see a chick. You'd be like, wouldn't you be like, now who the fuck are you FaceTiming? But what's the difference between a FaceTime and a phone call? FaceTiming just seems more personal. FaceTiming definitely seems more personal, but we can't get to B without covering A. Like you wouldn't be okay with me being on the phone with any guy, period. Unless I was hiring him for something. Unless nah, it's the plumber, the electrician, but even if, the painter. But even if you was, you know, you could be on the phone with somebody and whatever, talking and taking care of business or saying whatever you had to do. It wouldn't bother me. But if I walked in and seen you FaceTime And I was somebody, taking care of business whatever over it may be. FaceTime. Whatever it may be. Okay, because it has to be realistic or else I can't take it seriously. I, oh, but, so let's say I'm talking to somebody about business. So let's say, let's, let's make this as real as possible because this is something that would really happen. Let's say I was talking to a realtor. Or a lender, no, or somebody that we know that's like kind of on a personal that's fine. level. That's fine, but if it's somebody that no, no, we, no, unless I'm facetiming him or he's facetiming me, I, that would make me feel a little weird. But I wouldn't be upset. All right. Then who would you be like? What are you talking? I about? I mean, you really don't have any male friends, but if you had a male friend and you were facetiming him, that would make me feel kind of funny. Like that, that would definitely make me feel kind of funny. Because it feels more personal. Like we needed Absolutely. to see each other or we wanted Absolutely. to yes. see each other. Yes. I, I like, can, like the voice just wasn't enough. I can only think of one person I ever FaceTimed out of you, Madison, and my mom. Coke. And no, girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> like Coke always FaceTimes you. Um, who? I think I FaceTimed Angela you one time. Uh-huh. And that's because I was at a club and some basketball player was like, I want to I want to speak to Yee. Let me speak to Yee. And I FaceTime Yee so he could say what's up to him. Uh-huh. Other than that, I have trying to think. I don't, yeah, I guess I understand. I don't what even you're have a FaceTime. Like there is nobody on FaceTime that I have oh, on my phone. At your phone right yeah, now. I, I really I like I'm looking now. At, oh, and and uh. Oh, yeah, one other person. But she's like my sister, though. Who? Natina. Oh, Natina. Natina's yeah. the only one. Natina FaceTime me in a minute. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but other than that, that's it. Yep, Natina. That, but that is it. But, but, yeah, I, but you're right. It is um, more personal. Yeah, I guess so. I've never, ever even taken a moment of thought for that. I don't even like to FaceTime dudes. It feels funny. Yeah. Like I just like Coke. Every time you Facetime him, I'm like, dude, what's up with this whole Facetime Coke, thing? Yeah, Coke's my brother. Coke's my guy that Facetimes me I know, but it's a little time. weird to me. But I think he Facetimes. It's a little Coke. It's a little weird because I think he drives and he. I don't know. <laughs> no, he don't be driving. Yeah, he he be right. in his living room. Yeah, you're right. He be in his living room. 
I don't know. But, I'm like, it's uh, a little weird, Coke. But he's the homie. But yeah, but I, it just feels like it feels too personal. Like I, I like when I seen that skit that that you just played, I felt like it was cheating. Like yeah. Who the fuck you FaceTiming? Like, that's how I honestly Whose face you need to see? Exactly. Because <laughs> you need you, to see his face now? Because if you FaceTime somebody, you're not going to FaceTime looking busted. You mean your makeup is done, your hair done. Every time you face me and I send you the voicemail or I decline it, yeah, it's because you FaceTime me at the wrong time. Absolutely. Don't just be randomly FaceTiming me. I need like a 30 minute heads up that you about to FaceTime me. I just, I, like, I, can I get my eyeliner right? I just, I just can I make sure that, that my lip gloss is on evenly? See, I, when you FaceTime me. Can I get my me, little highlight right? When you FaceTime me, I don't care. I'll be taking this shit. And what like, I want you to do, yeah, you don't care. Uh, like you, there's no vanity involved nope. with you. And oops, 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 since we're talking about uh, FaceTime. Wait, so let me stop FaceTime my dad by accident. Fuck. Hold on. <laughs> now he's going to call back I, I crazy. No, no, I can't even stop it. How do you stop the FaceTime? The red button. I was I'm pressing the red button. What are you doing? Look, it's not stopping. Give me, the, give me your freaking phone. What is wrong with you? It's not stopping. There, that's how. Oh, it's still shoot. ringing. You see? Oh, he, you just—he just answered. <laughs> hey, pop, that was by accident. Okay. Bye later. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> I couldn't see. iPhone got to fix that, man. Because you could Facetime people the wrong. Like that could have just—it could have been all bad. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, and I'm tired of you running into people on the street, and be like, "Oh, I'll Facetime Gia." I'll be in the bed, naked, mud mask on, and you're sitting there FaceTiming me. Can you text me and be like, I'm about to FaceTime me, FaceTime you with so-and-so on the phone? People always ask, how's Gia doing? Let me FaceTime her. I'll be like, why do you do this? Because if I tell you so-and-so said what's up, you'd be like, uh, who's that? But if you see their face, I'm like, oh, you should send me a text real quick and put me on. All right. All right. Well, you ready to keep it moving? Yes, let's keep it moving. All right. Now, uh, all right. Now, let me see. Okay, here Jesus, goes. Don't make that noise. This is from our, our good friend. I'll tell you who it is after. Um, this is Dear Casey Crew. Here's the question. What are you and Gia's thoughts on marrying someone whose family ain't shit in a nutshell? <laughs> like the whole family. None of them. Really ain't do shit with their lives. Man, none, nada. The person seems to be not to, to not be a bum like them, but there will be no contribution from his family whatsoever on anything. <clears throat> The dude is decent, um, but the family is a mess. It's a lot to reprogram a grown man who comes from a toxic or poor environment. Is it a red flag or should I give it a chance? I think the red flag is that she called him decent. I know we can't help (laughs) where he came from, but it does shape us. So I guess the question is, does family matter when deciding to have children or get married to someone? I'm not married to anybody that's just decent. That's I, all I'm saying. I take the decent wait, who's out. it from? You take said the, you're going to tell, you're gonna tell, tell you me after. who it is? No, I want to know now. Take it. I'll tell you later. No, take, no, tell me now. I'll tell you later. They Debbie. texted you? Yes. <laughs> Don't turn your phone over. And I want to see. And I'm not FaceTiming him. But yes, so that that's what it is. So take decent out of it. So imagine. I can't take decent out. I already heard it. I can't right, unhear it. Take decent out. So imagine dating a guy and the guy's family is shit. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? Okay. I wouldn't care about anyone else in his family. If his family wasn't bleep, that wouldn't affect me unless his family's influence has had an effect on who he is as a man and who I see him further growing to become. Mm -hmm. So if I see that as a potential problem, then I might. I, knowing me, I would want to pump the brakes. Absolutely. But this is the thing. Right? But if but <clears throat> if he grew into a wonderful guy, not a decent guy, despite 
you know, the constraints of coming from where he came from, then that'd be a different story. See, I, I, I thought about this, right? And I'm like, this is the way you have to think about it. You know, when you marry somebody, you, you're kind of marrying their family because you see them on Thanksgiving, you see them on Christmas. I wouldn't care. You know, <laughs> also, if you have children, you know, they're going to want to bring their children over there. You mm-hmm. know, you, they, like watch the children. It's okay. So if you deal with people that, uh, let's say, bums and crackheads and a Great. mess. Now you have, to, and, you have to make them a crackhead, though. And Like, why do you go so far? And stealing. Like Now they're thieves and criminals. He just said they, she just said that they ain't bleep. That's it. She didn't say that they're criminals, thieves, crackheads. Well, this is what comes to my they mind when I think of somebody jerks. that ain't shit. I'm like, Come well, on. They, must be, they must be stealing no, out you're, there. That's, they must you, be you're putting a lot of extra kleptos. sauce on it. No, they don't have to be all that. They could just be um, not great people. All right, so if they are not great people, I would just keep an eye on them. Like, I would really watch him and see if he de- develops any of that fuckboy behavior. Like, because if his family is, is full of shit and is a mess... Nine times out of ten, he's going to kind of have that. No, it's not nine times out of ten. It might be five times out of ten. Sometimes people come from an environment and they fall victim to that environment. Correct. You can have another person that comes from a similar environment and their thought process is, I don't want to be anything like the people that I came from. That is true. And they go in a completely opposite direction. That is true. They use that negativity as motivation to put them on a completely different path. So I definitely wouldn't say nine times out of 10. I would say more like 50-50, five times out of 10. You know what? And I agree with you, you know, because sometimes, and to the person who this is that texted me, yes, Gia is absolutely right. Yes. Because a lot of people sometimes are, you know, you know what? My family's like this and I want to be better. Or this is what I've seen and I don't want to be anything like that. And if that's the case, then yes, I would say give it a try and give it a chance because you don't want some, I mean, you could be missing your blessing. This could be the guy yeah. of your dreams and God that be has changed you. and you, you fuck it up because his mama a crackhead or his daddy a, 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 a klepto or whatever it go. may be. So, you know, that, that, Nancy. Huh? Hmm? that is something that, you know, you're absolutely right. You don't want to <laughs> fuck up that blessing it could be over but if he but if you find that he really is just decent then maybe he's you know one of the other five and not you know the positive five Mm -hmm. you know if you find as though you know whatever he grew up around is contributing to who he is as a man in a negative way then you may not want to move on to the next step or you may want to coach or teach or influence him out of it Right. But it all depends on how you feel about him, what qualities he possesses that even has you writing this email or sending this text or however Rashawn got it because right. he's not sharing right she now. Texted. Mm-hmm. texted. Um, but there has to be something significant there to make you even ask or consider. So gotcha. I would take every I would take the whole picture into consideration and decide how much you care about him and how much work you're willing or that he's worth you putting into it to get him the way that you believe that he needs to be as a man. But regarding the whole family, mm -mm. if I were dating a guy and I loved him. The only thing I'm worried about is him. I'm not worried about his mother, his father, his aunts, his uncles, his cousins, his siblings, nobody except his kids. If he has children, that's a different story. Um, But I'm not worried about anyone that surrounds him because he is 
who he is exclusively. And if they're all jerks or they're not great people, then I'll deal with them as I need to. But I'm not going to miss out on a connection, an opportunity for love or someone that I think is special because I don't like the way his mother talks to me. If I don't like the way his mother talks to me, I reciprocate with kindness anyway and try to find myself out of her presence as much as possible. Okay. And that's it. Okay. I agree with you. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you. Thanks again to Selfish Babe for supporting today's show. Selfish Babe is the free self-love app for women that will remind you how amazing you are on the daily. This app sends you one affirmation and one self-love related quote a day. Now, uh, why wait for Tyrone and Jamal to send you that nice? Well, I don't know why I said Tyrone and Jamal, right? I could have said Michael or Sean. <laughs> but why wait for them to send you that damn text when you can get a text to make sure you feel good regardless? Yes. Don't feeling, you text well, like feeling that? good is the key, so. All right, so it can send you a text like, hey, you fine, sexy thing, you. Fine and sexy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, download Selfish Babe today by going to bit.ly slash selfish slash baby dash Casey dash crew dash podcast. All right. And you could uh, get it for free in the Google Play or Apple store. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram at Selfish Babes with an S. Who doesn't like things for free? Right. And today's podcast is also brought to you by Lola. Now, Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads and liners, too. And now they have sex products, too. Now, the reason I'm even saying this is because (laughs) they sent Lola to the station, a box of tampons. And I thought it was somebody playing a joke. I didn't know what it was at first, but I put it in my bag because I was like, well, Gia would love this. I mean, obviously, I don't need it. And uh, we actually went on the road and I forgot it was in my bag and Gia needed one. And boom. We had Lola. We didn't have to stop at 7-Eleven. No, not at all. (laughs) And you like Lola. I love Lola. It's very convenient and I'm a big fan. Okay, well, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter Casey Crew when you subscribe. That's mylola.com and enter Casey Crew to get 40% off all subscriptions when you subscribe to Lola. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing. Okay. You know what I think about, like, there's a lot of, Ooh, it's a different little format. Yeah, we no, talked about something we were thinking about. We went to an email. Now we're going to talk about something that you were just thinking about. Yeah, I like this. Before we get out of here. You know what? Because sometimes I think of things and I don't necessarily call you or ask you about it because I want to do it live on a podcast. Okay. And then when we start taping the podcast, I start thinking about different things. Before you, Can you tell me who that was from? So no, I'm not thinking about it? I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. Um, I don't want to say their name. No, I thought maybe they might have asked you to. No, no, no. That's why. Uh-uh. Go ahead. Now, um, what do you think about a person's past? Um, in the past, before I've been judgmental of people, I can I can agree to that. You know, if you did something that I necessarily <laughs> didn't respect, I look at you differently. But I sometimes forget that people all have different paths for different reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, for instance, and I'm sorry out there if you do listen, right? Um. I'm just going to be honest. I would never marry a stripper. (laughs) Yo, what is wrong with you? Yo, can you stop this for a second? I'm not stopping it. Can you stop this? Let them edit it out. I I need a minute. No, no, we're not stopping it. I got to explain it. (laughs) I got to explain it. This is natural feeling. I love this. You just said that... (laughs) 
the look on your face. Oh my God, I'm tearing right now. <laughs> no. You are so ridiculous. No, let Sean. me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It's just certain. Oh it's, just, it's just certain things yeah. that I just wouldn't do. Like, like, but why are you like, dude? You I'm don't explaining have to say to you. that though. Uh, like, if you keep certain things, you can keep to yourself. <laughs> Giz been telling me for like the last year. Certain things just keep to yourself. <laughs> like, just certain things. Just if you're just, a stripper, I apologize. No, let me tell you. You know that we have a lot of strippers that listen. I know, to this. and I, and I have a lot of strippers that that support me, and I support them as well, and I appreciate them. But they're I'm, exotic dance. Can we call them exotic dancers? No, they're motherfucking strippers. Let me awesome. explain it. Let me explain it. No, because I. I we're cool. I, I do the clubs. We speak. Cool. Now, this is the reason I said that. <laughs> and it's just, I can never see myself walking down the aisle with a, a stripper or uh, let's say a, a, a woman that was a drug mule that put, you know, drugs in their vagina or awesome. a prostitute. That's where your mind went, huh? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Or a prostitute or things like that. There's, oh, well, I would hope that you wouldn't marry a prostitute. Let me finish. Let me finish. Until the other day, I we, I spoke to uh, Johnny Blaze. You know who Johnny Blaze is? That's a girl, right? Yes. She was she on Love and Hip Hop. Yes. Okay, I think I know who she is. All right, so let me explain to you who Johnny Blaze is. Johnny Blaze is uh, she's I, bald. I don't. I never seen her without her weave or her hair or whatever she got. She got long hair. But anyway, okay. Let me tell you about Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, I met at uh, <laughs> Jersey Girls when I used to DJ Jersey Girls uh, many moons ago. Right? Mm-hmm. She was just a dancer there all the time. She used to make a lot of money. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, then she moved to Houston and she was dancing in Houston. And then she moved to where the fuck does she live now? Atlanta. So now she lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Blaze got, I would say, popular from working in the strip club and doing tricks in the strip club and things like that. So she was one of the strippers in the strip club that people came to see. Mm-hmm. Um, she got really, really famous because she dated Drake for a little bit. Oh, OK. And um, she told all of Drake's business when they stopped messing with each other. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly what? Did she allegedly tell all of his business? No, no, she really did. She really did. <laughs> she told me some of this shit. No, it was no allegedly. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, she said, you know, um, she said she got jealous that Drake was fucking and messing with other chicks and she got jealous and she just started spilling his, his all his beans, all his information. And she said she realized that was wrong, but... She one of the things she said was Drake doesn't wear condoms. She always hits raw. I don't know if you remember hearing that rumor that Drake's always hits raw. Well, I know that he has a child with a former porn star. Right. right. So I but, would assume so. Right. But anyway, but so, I didn't hear it from her. But that's what it was. So when talking to her, I, I just asked, I said, well, how the fuck, you know, like, how did you get into stripping? Because that, that's my first thing. Like, I'm always curious to be like, how did you get into it? Because this girl, she can sing. She could play the piano. Right. She went to Hillcrest. I remember that. She went to Hillcrest in Queens. She mm-hmm. was... Uh, like she she was very talented. So I was just like, well, how did you get into stripping? I'm just curious, you know? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem the quote unquote normal path, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm not putting anybody down, but, uh, and she was like, um, she said that, uh, Wait, when ma- was this? When I speak to her? Uh-huh. When did you have this conversation? Uh, yesterday, about a day ago. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, when, when talking, I was like, well, how? And she said that, um, her mother and father kind of didn't really mess with each other. They they really weren't cool and didn't really care about her. I guess maybe they had her young and didn't really care about her. So she was out on her mm-hmm. own. So she was kidnapped. Wow. And when she was kidnapped, she was uh, brought to Philly at a young age. I believe when she was a young teen, mm-hmm. maybe 15, 16, 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And she was forced into prostitution. Into prostitution? Into prostitution. Kidnapped by who? Do you know? Uh, she what does, does that mean exactly? 
I believe she by someone that she knew by a family no, member. No, 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 no. Like she ran. She wanted pulled to pulled off the street no, no, into she, a van. Like what kind of kidnapping? She wanted to run away from home, and I guess she seen flyers back in the day that say, "Hey, if you want to get into acting, or if you want to get into this." And they would have pictures of girls. So she got on one of those Chinese buses that, you know, take you from New York to wherever that's real cheap. They Mm -hmm. call it the Chinese bus. I never know really know why. Maybe because they pick you up from Canal Street. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she got there, it wasn't uh, my dad's calling me back. Hold on. (laughs) You're going to take it? Yeah. Let me just tell him. I'm taping a podcast. What's up, Pop? Hi, Mama. (laughs) I'm working. I'm taping a podcast. What y'all doing? Yeah, sitting in the mall looking at people. <laughs> Sounds about right. Hey, Mama. Hey, kid. We're not buying. We're just sitting here. Uh, all right. <laughs> we're not gambling. Oh, you're not gambling. Not at the casino. All right. Bye. Bye. These guys are crazy. They're sitting at the mall looking, looking at, at people. Looking at people. I can't wait to get that. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> to get, get to older. that age. You gotta get to that age. Just go to the mall. Okay, look let's at go to the mall and look at people. Look at people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. She got on a Chinese bus. She got on a Chinese bus, and I guess the guy who picked her up had... <laughs> Excuse me. Nothing to do with acting or entertainment. Mm-hmm. Put her in a life of prostitution. Oh, wow. Where she had to become pretty much a prostitute. So she was held against her will? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And she was pretty much in a life of prostitution. Mm-hmm. So she said she did that. And, you know, she was. She said that she was the favorite, I guess, because she was bringing in the most money. Mm-hmm. So she always used to have problems with all the other girls and this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know how she got out of that life. I think she ran away from that life after mm-hmm. a while. And then when she ran away from that life, she had no money and nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So she was like, the only thing that she knew how to do was work her body because she was like, she knew how to make men fiend for her. Mm-hmm. So she started, she was like, right, I'll just dance right. and I'll just do this for a while to get money. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. Right. And she started dancing and she started making money and that started her life. And she said, um, she did that for a while. And I, I was like, well, didn't you resent your mom? She was like, yeah. But she was like, um, oh, this is the this is what I left out. I'm so sorry, y'all. Because I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it her, was just yesterday. Her mother left her, <laughs> her father and started dating another guy. Mm-hmm. The guy that she was dating molested her. Oh. That's why she ran away. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, she told her mom the guy molested her. She didn't believe her. She didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she had to run away. It's a story told too often so she ran away and that's why she ran away and she said when um when she got back because she said the reason that she her her and her mother started talking again was because her mother had cancer so -hmm. she went to go see her mom and then she told her mom she told the the, you know the boyfriend that was molesting her Uh she was like either you tell your mom what you did to me my mom my mom what you did to me Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna take care of it myself Mm-hmm. And the guy actually told the mom and the mom divorced him right there in the hospital. She p- filled out the paperwork and divorced him. On her the guy deathbed. On her deathbed. And well, I don't know him. if she passed away, but while she was ill. While she was ill. Yeah. A little too little too late, I yeah. feel. But she was like, you know, she said she forgave now that him. Now that you're about, now that you're so sick, now you are willing to divorce him. Now you're willing to do the right thing. But when it was time to do the right thing where it could have saved my life, you didn't choose to. But she forgave her mom. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I forgave because she was like, she's my mom. She birthed me. So, right. you know, I, I tried to do it. But it made me think, damn, that's the reason why she started stripping and that put her into that position, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, you know, sometimes, you know, you can't judge. So I asked why she stopped dancing, why she stopped stripping. Mm-hmm. And she just said, um, she just said, uh, 
she was she went through so much. She seen her boyfriend get killed in front of her, leaving a club. Uh, oh. It was just so much going on, and mm-hmm. she was just like she didn't want to do it anymore. She felt like she said, just wanted to be out of that environment she, altogether. She said she had she felt like she had a, a something bigger in life for her, mm-hmm. and she just gave it up. Is and she pursuing music? She's pursuing music. She's on growing up hip hop now. So she, she she's pursuing music. She's singing, and she just says she's not doing that anymore. She right. She got rid of all her. She got rid of her house. She got rid of all her cars. She got rid of anything that was like connected to that lifestyle. Connected to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. I was like seeing her from the outside. You know, I was just like, oh, you're just a stripper. Keep it moving. You know. But she gets it, and I was like, damn. You just don't know somebody's path before right. you judge them. So right. that being said beforehand I would judge somebody immediately and if I knew you was something that I didn't respect or I look kind of down to I guess I can say which is foul I would look at you as that person but right. what do you think about a person's history and in their you know their background or, or, or what they did beforehand and- I think that it's everything mm-hmm. I think that more often than not people are victims of their circumstances absolutely and you can find and you know listen it's so easy to judge. Right. It's so easy to judge. If there was, I don't want to say one thing because there's really two things, mm-hmm. but if there's two or three things that I want people to walk away with when they listen to our podcast mm-hmm. is to not be judgmental mm-hmm. because you, you never know. Mm-hmm. What someone has gone through mm-hmm. that brings them to where they are in this present day. Right. And, you know, it's so easy for us to say, oh, I understand. I understand. I understand. You understand as much as a person that didn't go through what they went through can understand. Correct. Which means that you don't really understand. We all just understand as much as we possibly can. That's why, I mean, you know me. Whenever I go through something negative or nasty or just altogether bad, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I'm grateful. Right. I'm grateful for every bad experience, no matter how bad it is, because it makes you wiser and it makes you more understanding of the world around you. It makes you more empathetic. It puts me, every time I go through something, it puts me in a position where I can honestly say, I understand right. because I've been there. I've experienced it. So now there's a whole other group of people that I can connect with. And I've never, I may never mm-hmm. verbally speak to any of these people, but mentally there's a whole other group of people that I can connect with because now I understand that one droplet of life right. that maybe I didn't understand before. Gotcha. So people are just so always so on their high horses, you know, because maybe life dealt you a nice deck of cards right? or a majority of good cards, but you can't put yourself in a position where you look down on mm-hmm. or you judge people that didn't have your same circumstances. Right. So for me, your past is everything. That's why, you know, we were talking about pillow talk um, the other day. I don't really care so much about 
in action, mm-hmm. I care more so about what prompted that action. Mm-hmm. Why did you do what you did? Why did you say what you said? I'm not as much as I'm not as much concerned with what you did or what you said as much as the why, because the why is the important part. Right. And that's probably why I'm such as you call it like a detail oriented person and why I like to listen. Like when people talk, I'm all the way plugged in because that's what compels me. Right. That's the meat and the potatoes. The end result could go whichever way. It can sway with the wind. But the why is everything. So for her, that's just, it's just so unfortunate. And um, and this is, I mean, this might sound a little weird, but every day when I'm in my own private thoughts, mm-hmm. I could be driving and I'll just think to myself, like, gosh, all the people in this world that suffer, Mm -hmm. you know, like we go through things and we think we could think that it's horrible. We could think it's so bad. But when you catch a glimpse, glimpse of somebody that has it really bad or really went through something. And I'll think to myself, like, God, some some of the things I complain about or, you know, I mull over or whatever. And like life is a hundred compared to what some people go through and it kind of puts things in perspective for you. Absolutely. And I used to tell you this all the time and I don't know if you remember, I used to tell you when I used to DJ the club, what did I tell you my favorite thing to do was in the club when I used to promote the club and get there early. Do you remember? Mm-mm. I used to love talking to people. Yeah. 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 Because, uh-huh. the, because you know, I used to promote parties a lot. And when you promote parties, you have to get there early. And usually you get there when nobody's there. There's a right. couple of customers. and You, get you would to, sit down and talk to, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get to talk to uh, 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 whatever, a, a person that just got off work. You get to talk to the chef. You get to talk to the, the person at the front. You get to talk to the makeup artist that does the makeup for the for the uh, the dancers. You get to talk to oh, all those the people. dancers. All right, strippers. We, we, ha- we have a heartfelt conversation about it. Now they're dancers, right? right? Dancers, okay. Yeah. Right, but you used to talk to everybody, but you used to get a glimpse of who they were and how they got there. Right. And that was always entertaining to me because it gave me a glimpse of somebody else's right. life. And even with, with Johnny Blaze, like I said, the only reason I know her is because she was always at the club early and I used to promote the club and she would talk and whatever, whatever. But we did an interview and I guess the interview will come out next week, but we did an interview with her and she started telling all this and I was like, damn, like you would never know. The first you thing you think of, oh, this motherfucker's greedy. They just want to dance to get some money and that's what it is. But you just never know. So you got to give people an opportunity and you got to give people a chance to explain their story and hopefully from their story, they learn so much and they can grow from it. But also, <clears throat> when you think about someone that pursues a life of stripping, their their background doesn't have to be that that destitute and that bad. It doesn't have to be necessarily what she came from. It could just be that you came from a family or from a mother or a lack of a mother. But if you did have a mother, maybe just someone that didn't teach you the right way mm-hmm. you know you could have came from a mother that maybe was from the streets or whatever and what she taught you was like you got to get out there and make it happen hustle, hustle, you got to get right. out there and get yours you use You're right. what you got to get what you need in this world You're right that could be what you were taught right but if you came from a different set of parents or a better household or two parents or what have you you could have grown to be something completely different what is poured into you is oftentimes what we grow and blossom and sprout out to be right do you know what i mean and let me tell you this and i didn't, I didn't even tell you this the other day too um 
I was at a sneaker store the other day, right? Uh-huh. And um, the conversation was, there was a girl that walked in, and she offered to give the guy a head for a free pair of sneakers, right? You're kidding me. No, sir, I swear to God. Wait, hold on. I need to understand. Did you hear her, or did he just come back and tell you? Oh, he told me. Okay. He told me. Um, sneaker store, we, we always go to? I'm not telling you. I'll tell you after. Outside. Okay. Um, but no. But um, <laughs> You're going to tell me after, but no. <laughs> no. But anyway, so she walked out. And it made me feel like going to buy her a pair of sneakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost went and was like, yo, come here, come here. I'll buy you a pair of sneakers. Go ahead. Like, come yeah. on. You ain't got to give head for, for fucking sneakers now. Come right. on. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just, she was probably raised. You know, if you need it, you go get it by any means necessary. And that's right. the problem. But some mothers, that's what they're teaching Correct. their girls. There are people out there that just aren't being raised right. And this is what is instilled in them. So that is what they do. That's what they become. Yes, there are there are some people that have the wherewithal to say to themselves, yeah, so even though that's what I've been taught, I'm not going to live that life. Right. I want better. I have right. more sense than that. But then there are people that... So they know. That's all they know, and they don't have the wherewithal to make that decision. And they could have turned out to be completely different people. Absolutely. So you can't fault everybody for the life that they're living, and you can't look down on people or judge people for the life that they're living. And then don't get me wrong, there are strippers that might have come from a great family, but they just want that money and they want it quick. They want it easy. Maybe they don't want to do a certain type of work, you know, like maybe in an office or creating a business to get it. Maybe that is the path that they choose. You can come from anywhere and end up in that situation. All I'm saying that it's not our job to judge people. I think it's more our job to understand people. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. And I just want to say thank you. You're doing better. You're not being that greedy with the time. Oh, all right. Okay. All so, right. yes, I think you deserve a little round of applause. If I wasn't holding this mic, I would clap for you. Okay. There well, you thank go. you, baby. All right. It's time to get up out of here. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.